You are listening to your new puppies podcast, starting you and your dog off on the right paw. Here's your host, Debbie Salento. Hello, and welcome to episode 58 of your new puppies podcast. I'm Debbie. And today we're going to talk about how to tell if your dog or your puppy is playing appropriately with their doggy friends. So my goal here is that you'll be more confident to know, okay, do I step in and separate and let them rest for a second because it's gotten too much? Or if you just let them play because they're having fun. And specifically, I am going to be talking about like their doggy friends. So like if he's playing with his neighbor or maybe his doggy cousin or even at the dog park. If you want more information about, you know, two dogs who live together and like that dynamics, especially if you bring in a puppy and you have an older dog, I have an episode on that, which is episode 34. But if you have, say, two adolescent dogs or even a puppy and an older dog that do play together and sometimes it gets a little rough and you're not sure, this episode will also help with that. So stick around because that's exactly what I'm going to talk about. Now, the reason why I want to go over this is because I not only get this question a lot, but it's because dog play can be concerning if you're not used to it. So if you're a new dog owner or even an older dog owner, it's really hard unless, you know, you're somebody like me who's been studying dog behavior and dog play or, you know, an owner of a daycare who is trained in knowing when dog play is inappropriate or not. It can be really hard to tell, especially because dog play is essentially dog play fighting. So yes, they use their mouths. They bite at each other's necks. They pin each other down. Some Sometimes there's growling involved because some dogs are just vocal players. And a lot of the times it's fine, but you also want to make sure that something inappropriate isn't happening or worst case scenario, these dogs stop playing and it turns into fighting. Now, This is a podcast episode, so by the end of this, you are not going to be an expert. So that's why I'm saying I'm just going to build that confidence a little more and give you like a big picture view and some like when in doubts because you can't learn dog body language in a podcast episode. In fact, inside my puppy course, I do have a whole lesson on dog body language, but even though it's a whole lesson, I still call it a crash course, because it is essentially learning a whole new language. Also, to help you out, I am going to put a couple videos of my own dogs playing in the show notes to help point out, you know, some some things to look for to know that that it's appropriate dog play. And I'll, I'll tell you exactly how to get to those at the end. So let's start with some clear signs that two dogs are playing. So when two dogs are happy and having fun, their body language is very loose. So there's a lot of movement. There's a lot of wiggling. This is where you'll see them 
even curve their body and maybe walk sideways into each other. Um, some dogs will even like spin around and kind of like butt check the other dog. Essentially, the more movement there is with two dogs playing, the better. You know, most of the time they're going to approach each other from like the side or at a slight angle. Now, just because two dogs approach each other head on doesn't mean that they're not playing, but it's a clear sign they are when they're kind of like turning their sides towards each other. Um, Again, this will be in one of the videos um, to get a clearer picture of it. Another one is what trainers call they switch roles. So when you get two dogs who are like kind of wrestling and pinning each other, they take turns doing that. So one dog, you know, they wrestle around and one dog goes on their on their back. And then they get up and they play around and then the other dog gets pinned on their back. You want to make sure you see this role switching. So even if it looks a little rough, if they're both getting pinned and both being the pinner, The dogs are having fun and they're playing appropriately. Another thing you'll see is a lot of pausing in the play. So they'll be like, play, 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 pause. Just for a second or two. And then they'll go play, 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 pause. You'll see this a lot when there's a chase game going on. Like all of a sudden, like the dog who's being chased will like turn around and everybody will stop for a second and then it'll start up again. Or when two dogs are wrestling, they'll all of a sudden separate, pause for a second, and then go back at it. Seeing those pauses in the play is a very good thing. And it means that, you know, everybody's staying calm and everybody's respecting each other's boundaries. So a little less well-known one is if the dogs are sneezing. I know it sounds so weird, but it's true. I think it's hysterical. This happens a lot when they're mouthing each other. And this is one where, you know, the untrained eye can really get nervous because they're mouthing each other, they're biting each other, maybe they're going for each other's necks, teeth are showing. This is where a little bit of growling can be happening. But if, again, they're taking little breaks and they're both sneezing, then you know that they're playing. It's just a sign saying, okay, I don't I don't really mean this. We're playing, right? That's what dogs will do. Now, the majority of the time, you know, dogs will tell each other when things are inappropriate. You know, that's what, you know, why you want to socialize your dog with other dogs. So they learn those kind of things. And it's so natural for them that they learn it very quickly and very easily to respect each other's boundaries. You know, that's why when there might be like a second where they're like somebody yelps or maybe somebody even growls for a moment and they're going to pause, you know, if the both dogs pause and they might take a break from the play, you know, it's okay. Like that is normal. That's like two kids on the playground going, hey, buddy, too much. And then they can go back to playing. Now, of course, not always. There's always an exception to the rule. So... Sometimes you have one dog that's playing inappropriately and the other dog isn't stopping them. Maybe one dog's getting a little too rough. This happens a lot when you have like a puppy because they're not equipped to tell the other dog, no, I don't like this. And they don't even know any better. So, or maybe you just have a really passive dog. So when in doubt, if you think one dog is being a little too rough with the other, like one is kind of being a bully almost, then separate them. You know, separate the one who is being the bully, who's being a little too rough, 
And if the other dog comes right back in and is like, no, I want to keep playing, well, then they were both having fun. But if that other dog takes the opportunity to stop the play from something as simple as like sniffs the ground and walks away a little bit to running and getting a drink of water to running behind their human and hiding, then you know that it's time for everybody to take a break. Now, you'll also find yourself in a situation or you may find yourself in a situation where two dogs are playing and they're both having a grand old time but the play is still inappropriate. This happens a lot with two adolescent dogs. So dogs who are, say, younger than 18 months, where they will let themselves get away with a lot more than an adult dog would. So this is also why when you are socializing your young puppy, so like I'm talking about like under four or five months old, that you definitely want to socialize them with adult, well-socialized dogs because they're not going to put up with that adolescent behavior. And through that, your puppy is going to learn how to appropriately not only play and what inappropriate play is not tolerated by this well-socialized older dog, um, but when they get older, they'll know how to appropriately say, nope, I don't like this. I'm not saying don't let your puppy play with other adolescent dogs, but definitely concentrate on letting them socialize with adult, well-socialized dogs because that's where they're going to learn the best habits. Okay, so the easiest place to see this inappropriate play is like when a dog loves to hump the other dogs. And it's play, but it's inappropriate play. You know, the dog has the intentions. The dog thinks it's having a grand old time, but it's still inappropriate. We don't want our dogs to develop that behavior. Now, most dogs will back the humper off because it's annoying. It's inappropriate. But sometimes you'll have that dog that just kind of lets it happen. And that is time for you to step in you know, step in, no problem, stop it. So that's a really obvious one. Another one is going back to the pauses in play. If you're starting to notice that they're just not pausing, like the play is keeps going, they're not taking any breaks at all, like because the breaks only have to be a second or two, but they're not even doing that and the play is starting to escalate. Maybe more excitement, there's more growling happening, it's starting to get rougher and rougher, then it's a good time to step in. You know, simply separate the two of them, let them chill out for a second before you let them go back in. So you kind of force that break. And when it comes down to it, when in doubt, have the dogs take a break. You know, if you're not sure, like maybe you're like, all right, they're playing, they're having fun, they love each other, but I don't know, I'm not comfortable with this if the play is really, really rough. You can separate them. Let Make them rest. You know, the only time stopping the play is really going to have a negative effect is if you do it all the time and constantly, because that can be frustrating for the other dogs. But if you're doing it once in a while, like every 10 minutes or so, like not a big deal at all, especially if you separate them, have them come down and they go back into play and the play is a lot less intense, it is a little calmer, then you know you've probably done the right thing. Some biggest ones that I get asked about is when the dogs are growling. That doesn't necessarily mean anything. Some dogs are just vocal players. But that is a time to keep an eye. Keep an eye that maybe we want to calm the play down a little bit. 
but that again, it's a place style. So it may or may not mean anything. Um, the other one is hackles. So the hackles are like the hairs that stand up on their backs. And a lot of the times what we see is like the pictures and on in the movies of, you know, the, the dogs who are obviously being aggressive and their hackles are up. You know, it's like when they have that little mohawk down their back. That also doesn't necessarily mean anything. All that means is arousal. It could be good arousal or it could be bad arousal. But it is also something to keep an eye on because you know that the dogs are a little aroused. So if you see the hackles and the play starts to escalate, then it's time to maybe chill things out. Um, My own dog, Mariah, every single time she meets another dog, her hackles go up. And when they don't know Mariah, like when the other dog owner doesn't know Mariah, it really makes them nervous. But it's just how she is. And because I know her so well, I know it it doesn't mean that she's feeling aggressive. She's just excited to meet another dog. Okay, so all of this is going to be relatively easy if you're in your backyard, in your friend's or your family's backyard, you know, with the dogs, and you'll be able to separate whenever you want to, whenever you need to. Where this gets murky is when you're inside dog parks. And I do have an episode where I talk about, you know, dog parks versus daycares and the pros and cons of each and bringing your dog there to socialize. So that's episode 13. So if you want more on that, you can go there. But The one thing I talk about, which relates very much to this, is that, you know, there's 10 owners there with 10 different ideas of what appropriate or inappropriate play is. And when they're strangers and you don't know them, doing all of this is a little bit more difficult. So that's why I'm not a fan of bringing your puppy, your young puppy who's just now starting to learn to play with other dogs to a dog park to socialize them. You know, I prefer that you bring them there after they've already been well socialized so they're less likely to develop bad habits or have a bad experience with a dog that might not get into fights but still plays inappropriately which is the types of dogs you may find at a dog park where at a daycare they can recognize not only the potential for aggressiveness between the dogs, but also the inappropriate play. Again, more details on that in episode 13, so I'm not gonna go into it full detail here. And the last thing I just wanna mention is if you do have an older dog, even an older puppy, like six months and older, you know, say maybe you just adopted them at an older age, or they just haven't been able to have experience with with dogs when they were younger, and you want to change that. This is where I would I would highly recommend having a professional um, help you out, either a professional trainer or a daycare staff who knows how to temperament test a dog, who can be there to stop anything that's inappropriate because because you're not sure how they're gonna react. Because once they start to get older, that's where you know they're not the submissive puppy anymore, and they might get more defensive and not back a dog off or tell a dog, I'm not happy with this in an appropriate way. And that's where trouble can start. So I highly, highly recommend um, if you're not sure and you have an older dog that you you use a professional to to help you out, not just like go to the dog park and be like, oh, let's see what happens because that's, that's a disaster waiting to happen. And that 
is all I have for you today. As I mentioned, I do have some videos and all the resources, the other episodes that I've mentioned um, throughout this podcast, I will link to into the show notes for this episode. So all you have to do is go to playtimepause.com forward slash episode 58. So that's playtimepause.com forward slash episode 58. And you'll get links and the videos and all the resources that I've mentioned throughout this podcast. So if you are enjoying this podcast, you can rate and review it wherever you listen to podcasts. If you would like to continue training with me, I do have in-person sessions in the North Jersey area, as well as virtual sessions for wherever you are. And I also have a four-week online new puppy course where you get four weeks of video lessons and then at least one year access to me to answer all of your training questions. You can check that out at playtimepause.com forward slash puppy. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be speaking with you soon. Bye for now.